Deuteronomy 11, and tonight we're going to talk about the way of memorizing. We talked about uh, last week about memorizing Scripture, and I want to encourage myself and encourage you to, to do that. It's not just for kids or teenagers or competition. It's really for our heart. It's for uh, real um, strength and guidance that we need as Christians and put that internal Put that voice of God that we know on the pages in our lap, put it in us, and that way um, it's closer and it guides us. So I want to encourage us in, in the idea and the concept, the biblical concept of memorizing Scripture. Last week we talked about uh, the words that describe Bible memorization, the wisdom that there is in doing it, it and then now we're going to talk about the way to do it, kind of like things that would help us memorize the Scripture, uh, methods, just some ideas that help us here. All right, I said Deuteronomy 11, and <clears throat> notice, the, notice there, Deuteronomy 11, verse 18, it says there, Therefore shall ye lay up these, these my words in your heart and in your soul, and bind them for a sign upon your hand, that they may be as frontlets between your eyes. And then verse 19 says, And then ye, and ye shall teach them to your children. But notice again, notice again, a simple thought there, verse 18, lay up. There's another word picture of memorizing. I, I believe it's describing the concept of having it close, having it near that voice of God where you know it. Lay it up. Lay it up, in these things, my, these my words in your heart. Some of us, we have, if I started saying, if I started reciting the words of a song, you could probably complete it. Some of us, unfortunately, can complete some words of a bunch of bad songs because we purposely or consciously or unconsciously are around them when we are younger or maybe even now, I don't know. And, you know, those, those words are there and we can recite them. Um, but this is the best thing that we can have laid up in our heart is the Scripture. It's the best thing. And I know some of us are like, yeah, we know that's, that's pretty simple. I know, again, a, a lot of simple things um, is where we fail. And that's why I want to encourage us in this, in, the, in this whole idea of memorizing some Bible. I told you about a guy that I thought it was pretty neat. He's a Bible professor at Shasta Bible College in Illinois. His name's Tom Meyer. They called him the Bible Memory Man. He's memorized over 20 books of the Bible. And um, he quotes it in the King James Version when I hear him quote it. But he said, it usually takes me, well, I heard him say, it usually takes me one hour a day working one hour a day for one month straight to get a chapter down. That's his average. I thought that's pretty, pretty interesting. Um, well, as we look here, we see the concept of memorizing. Up, We see another verse in Psalm 19, 11. It says, hiding it. They word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Some people, some of you on your phones, you probably have a, a hidden thing of, Passwords. Maybe you have an encrypted little deal in your phone and then you open it up and you can find your passwords and you, you hide them in there, right? Some of you do. Maybe some of you are thinking right now, you know, that's probably a good idea. I probably should do that. <laughs> uh, I used to have everything written on a piece of paper somewhere and trying to stash it and then I forget where I stashed it. And now if you put it and it's in a, backed up in a cloud, that makes things easier. Well, hiding the, the, the words, the sayings of God in our heart is, is, is what we need. We need to thrive on that. Well, here's what I want to do. I want to tell you eight things that help. Eight things that help. Um, let me say them to you. We'll, we'll go through each one of these tonight. If we, if we, if we need to 
we'll just see how the Lord leads us, but I plan, I'm ready to go through each one of them. First thing that, that'll help us, I'm just going to give you all of them right now, and then we'll go back, is just reading. And the second thing is hearing it read. The third thing is meditating on the Scripture. The fourth thing is actually choose Scripture verses that you need, that you are, choose some Scriptures that you need in the sense that you now need that are relevant to where you're at. The fifth thing is to recite the Scripture to yourself. That's kind of like, memo, that's kind of like meditating. The sixth thing would be to write it out. That helps you memorize. The seventh thing would be to sing it, put it to melody. That helps you memorize. And the eighth thing is to, to walk or move while you're reciting the Scripture. All eight of those things will help. I mean, you just any of that would help, and all of them definitely would help. So let's consider that. In each, each one of these, we see a biblical example. Number one, the idea of reading Scripture is needed, and it's in the Bible. Look in, look in Deuteronomy 17, 19. Deuteronomy 17, 19. And I mean it more in a, at this point, I mean it more on a personal reading. This, I like this passage. This is interesting. Deuteronomy 17, verse 19. Um, the context is God's telling Israel how to get ready to have a king someday. Not that they're going to have it in those years following the penning of this book, but in the years, far years ahead, they're going to eventually get a king. And he says, when, you get a ha- when you're going to have a king, here's what you need to do. Um, he shouldn't be going down to Egypt to multiply horses. Uh, he shouldn't be multiplying wives. And then here's one thing he needs to do. Now watch this. This is very personal. This is God's command. This is God's personal command to what a king should do when he becomes king of Israel. Deuteronomy um, 17. Let's begin in verse 18. And it shall be when he, the king, sitteth upon the throne of his kingdom that he shall write him a copy of this law in a book out of that which is before the priests, the Levites. And it shall be with him, and he shall read therein all the days of his life, that he may learn to fear the Lord his God, to keep all the words of this law and these statutes to do them, that his heart be not lifted up above his brethren, and that he turn not aside from the commandment, to the right hand or to the left, to the end that he may prolong his days in his kingdom, he and his children in the midst of Israel. Now think about this. If you become, some of us are like, man, I'd love to become a king someday. When I'm a king or a president or a leader, like, hey, you do this. Hey, you do this. Hey, I need some of a, I need some more to drink. I want to, I want this for lunch. You just call this off. Boom, 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 boom. You just, everything, whatever you say. You know what? That town over there, Let's go, you know, and you can just, oh, you can just, you can do some powerful things. You can just call out policy or change policy for, for people. And you can, uh, you can drastically change people's lives and your, all kinds of affect the economy on, on just your statements. But one thing you can't do, one thing God didn't want a king to do is say, hey, somebody write out the Bible for me and hand it to me and read it to me. Now, maybe that he could have it read to him, but one of the things God said that he needs to do for himself is take his kingly hand and get some paper like everybody else and look at the copy that was right from the scribes and the priests and look at it and take your hand with your own handwriting, however they did it, and you write out a copy of the law. That at most in this case meant the first five books of the Bible. At least it meant Deuteronomy. At minimum, it was this book of Deuteronomy, 30-something chapters. 
And God says, it says it right there, verse 18. And it shall be when he sitteth upon the throne of the kingdom that he shall write him a copy of this law in a book out of that which is before the priests, the Levites, and, he, and it shall be with him, verse 19, and he shall read therein all the days of his life. In other words, he's going to write out, he's going to get the priests, and give me the copy of the law there, and he's going to write it out however long it's going to take him, and then he's going to keep that own copy with him, and he's going to read it. And you see, the king has a word to people, and he tells people what to do. But as that king was becoming a, the king, he had to get a word from a greater king and keep his, his mind and his eyes and his ears to it and humbled to it, to stay submitted personally, have a personal relationship with God. And it involved reading the scripture that he wrote out with his own hand. That would probably help you memorize it if you write it out, if you read it out to yourself. Uh, Matthew, in Matthew, the book of Matthew, I've mentioned this, but in the book, the Ma- book of Matthew, Jesus asked the question six times to the Pharisees and scribes. Have you not read? Have you not read? And I, I wonder why sometimes he said that, if it's really that they never did read something that he quoted to them, or if it's that they just read it and it was never personal. Um, anyways, how um, somebody else, was, there was this guy talking to this other Christian, this other Christian was quoting scripture, and the guy said, the other guy said, man, how do you know so much scripture? And he wasn't trying to show off the other guy, wasn't she? Because he was just quoting him from Scripture as they were in a conversation. He quoted another one. To, he was trying to counsel him and encourage him. <clears throat> and um, this other guy who heard him quote had heard him before. And he goes, man, how come you know so much? And, he, and he's like, well, I just read it a little bit every day, the guy said. And it was like the other guy was like, oh, wow. I mean, sometimes just reading the Bible, even if you don't engage in some kind of, some kind of uh, rigorous, you know, training of memorizing, if you just read the little bit of the Bible every day and add some meditation because that helps solidify it more, that'll help you memorize. All right, so I want to encourage us, let's read our Bible. Number two, if we hear it read. Hearing the Bible read will help you remember it. When you can just relax and not think about you trying to dictate the words off paper or look at them and you just listen to somebody recite or read Scripture, that will help you. Let's go to Deuteronomy 31. Deuteronomy 31, God had commanded at times, at certain times, that the Scripture should be publicly read to in the nation of Israel. One of the times where it was mandatory for the whole nation to hear it was, I believe, this Feast of Tabernacles. Let's look here, Deuteronomy 31, and it says there, Yeah, it's during the Feast of Tabernacles, verse 10 says, it says, look at verse 11, when all Israel, Deuteronomy 31, 11, when all Israel has come to appear before the Lord thy God in the place which he shall choose, thou shalt read this law before all Israel in their hearing. And that's during that one time a year, about early October. Read it before everybody. Gather all the, gather the people, verse 12 says, together, men and women and children and, and stranger that is within thy gates, that they may hear and that they may learn and fear the Lord their God and observe to do all the words of this law, verse 13, and that their children, which have not known anything, may hear and learn to fear the Lord your God as long as you live in the land whither you go over Jordan to possess it. The Bible, there's other, there's other places where I'm just trying to help you see 
with God in Israel, he, he ordered that at times there would be public reading of the Scripture, publicly read. It happened in Exodus after the Ten Commandments came. It's supposed to happen every year at the Feast of Tabernacles. Um, by the time you get to the New Testament, it was happening every Sabbath in a synagogue. Moses was read out loud. They said Moses was read. In other words, part of the law was read. Um, let's follow me to 1 Timothy 4. <coughs> and Paul says this to Timothy. 1 Timothy 4, 13. 1 Timothy 4.13, where he says, Till I come, Paul's telling Timothy, until, until I get there, here's, what you, here's how you occupy yourself. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Uh, many have wondered what kind of, is it him reading or him attending somebody else reading? And I take it's the latter. Give attendance to somebody reading. The idea of reading, this, somebody is reading the scripture. Um, and that's what happened. That, did, that is what happened. They, there were places even in a synagogue or in the church they would read and, and people would hear it. Now, um, this, is, this should be, in this day and age, more than ever. We could, you could find easily on your, on your phone, somebody, their sermon audio, you can go on sermon audio app, they have, a, the whole, they have the Bible read. There's a guy that reads it, sounds, he has a decent sounding voice. Blue Letter Bible app. You go in there, you'll figure out somebody will read the Bible to you. You can program it where it will read it to you seven times a chapter. That way you can read. You, we can have the Bible read to us easily now more than ever. I mean, back in the day of was it, was it Ezra and Nehemiah, one of those, they're about the same time, when there was a revival of them coming back to the land and they, they got the walls rebuilt, but they also, with Ezra, they got uh, the temple and the altar and everything uh, rebuilt. And... And they stood up for the reed, and they stood on up a pulpit of wood. It was probably a platform was what it meant. And they read basically all day, and people stood and wanted to hear it. And, um, but nowadays, it's like, hey, we, we can, you can go on a walk, put in your earbuds, and hear, just hear the Scripture read. Um, so anyways, there's, uh, that's good. We Obviously, we do it in church to a limited extent during messages. But I want to add this. When we hear the Bible read, look in Acts 13, 27. I want us to just... Have a um, kind of a caveat here to this. Acts 13, 27. You know, the Jews heard the Bible read every Sabbath, and it didn't necessarily help them. And there was a reason for that. Notice Acts 13, 27. <clears throat> Paul's explaining something here about why Christ was murdered, for they that dwell at Jerusalem and their rulers, because they knew Him not, because they did not know Jesus, <coughs> nor yet the voices of the prophets, which are read every Sabbath day, they have fulfilled them in condemning Him. That is interesting. That is interesting. So what Paul said, he was explaining to his crowd how why Jews killed Jesus. He said, you know, these Jews and these rulers, they didn't know them. And they didn't even know the voices of the prophets that are read to them every Sabbath day. Can you imagine that? They hear the voice. They're, read, they're hearing the, you know, Isaiah and Malachi and all these. They're hearing them read. And they're, they're, these prophecies are saying something about Jesus. And those, those um, Sadducees, Pharisees heard that. And yet they killed Jesus. 
So I'm thinking that there was a hardness of heart. I'm thinking that there wasn't a personal relationship with God. So here's what I say to us is when we read, or pardon me, when you hear the Bible read, now please hear this. When you hear the Bible read, forget about the guy reading it for a moment. You might like him, you might not. I know how we are. You come to church, like, I don't like that guy. Our pastor's getting on my nerves today. I don't know about that guest speaker. I don't like that missionary. You know what? If he reads the Bible, then let's be honest. If you don't like him, that's the best part about him. He read you the Bible. Imperfect guy reading a perfect book. Okay, so um, have an open heart. When you read the Bible or you hear somebody else read it, forget about them. Just have an open heart. And have a prayer for illumination, for God to open uh, to illuminate you. Um, open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Be teachable. Um, I like this. My, it's funny. My wife, <laughs> so Deb would read to our kids. I remember this, especially with some of the older ones, Johanna, Michael, Gideon, Susie. Johanna especially was like this. Did, she still does good reading to our kids. She'd read these books. And um, and then I would come home and after a day of work, and then I'd get go through our night, our evening meal, and then I'd put the kids to bed. And maybe Johanna, this would happen. I'll give you Johanna's example, but it's happened with some of the other ones too. Um, Daddy, can you read to me? Yeah, yeah, I'll read. And now this is like when <clears throat> Johanna was probably three or so. She couldn't even read. She couldn't read. She really couldn't at three, right, Deb? She couldn't read. Okay. So, but we'd get this book, and, and I'd be like, all right, let's read this book, and, and I'd start reading it, and then all of a sudden, she starts saying all the words, and I'm thinking, oh, she can read, all right, go ahead, and she's, I'd turn the page, and, and then she's saying the next line of a, maybe a Dr. Seuss book, it's kind of easy to memorize those, right, and she's saying, I'm like, wow, she's pretty good reading, no, she's not reading it, she just knows it, because she's heard me read it, and now it's kind of, kind of like she memorized it, so my little point there is, you know, you hear somebody read it, and you tune in on it, it helps you memorize it. Just a little, little, little uh, uh, edge there on memorizing. You read it yourself, hear somebody read it, and that gives you some advantage. If you want to re- memorize the Bible, there's a help right there. Number three, this is one too. If there was only two that I could give tonight, I would say read, and I would say this third. Meditating on the Bible will definitely help us memorize it. <laughs> meditating. So let's go to Joshua 1.8. There are several places in the scripture where it uses the word meditate. We'll look at a few. Joshua 1.8. Again, God's instruction to Joshua how to help him be successful. Who wants to take a job and not be successful. Here, you get to do this job. We'll help you fail. God says, you get this job, you're going to lead the people, and here's how you're going to succeed. Verse 8, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. I'm told, and that's the only place the word success is used in scripture Um, so meditate he says verse 8 thou shalt meditate therein day and night the idea of meditating is chewing chewing on the scripture 
The idea is that you savor it, you taste it. I'm kind of weird. Sometimes if, I, if somebody gives me a bag of, um, I, I don't eat a lot of M&Ms, but sometimes I'll have the peanut M&Ms. And uh, if they give me some, I'll just end up, I'm just eat them up kind of fast. It's probably not good. But if I'm driving on a long trip, I eat them really slow. <laughs> I'm like, because I'm like, I got I need something to occupy my mind, so I'm like, I'm going to savor this green M&M. I just dissolved the M on it. Now the green's turning white. Now I'm to the chocolate. Are you getting into this, Esteban? It's pretty cool. Huh? And now I can taste the chocolate's melting. I mean, I'm, I'm making it last like a minute. That's a long time for me. Oh, there's a, that's not just a peanut. They actually have like that little skin on that nut there. Hey, I thought they skinned the, isn't it like the Spanish peanuts? In them? Anyways, I can feel the skin. And then I break the peanut. Oh, there's two halves of a peanut. Oh, there's actually a third piece. What is that little piece back there? That's weird. And I, I've got it. I'm like, I'm savoring the whole thing. And I'm, you know, I'm taking my time tasting the whole deal. And I know you think that's silly, but um, I taste it more. And the Bible talks about meditating as kind of savoring and tasting what God says. I think this is one of our greatest weaknesses. I think reading and meditating right here are our greatest weaknesses. There's no hurry. Some of it may, I, I, okay, I'm a little slower to soak in. Some people are a little faster. But all of us could probably slow down a little bit and soak in what we just read. I mean, how could we speed read Paul's epistles? He's, he's got, some of them are a little easier. Some of them are like, whoa, even Peter said, eh, it's hard to understand. Peter said that. I mean, soak in some of that. Um, look in Psalm 119, 15. Psalm 119, verse 15. <clears throat> I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. Uh, when you respect something, you just put, oh, we hold up on a second, and you kind of think, okay, and you just give it a little more time to think about. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. Psalm 119.99, look at that. I don't think he's being conceited here. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. Wow, I have more understanding than, wow, you have more understanding than all your teachers? Why? Because he takes, he really thinks through what God's word says. Look at verse 148 of Psalm 119. Mine eyes prevent the night watches. Now when you prevent, we say prevent, it means it came before. It's like, oh, you're already here. Mine eyes prevent the night watches. They were there before the night watch, before the night <coughs> watches came on their job. He was already doing something. Mine eyes prevent the night watches. Why? That I might meditate in thy word. Was up late thinking of God's word. Do we do that? You ever do that? It's not a bad thing. I know it's easy to stay up late. I, I get sometimes distracted on, you know. 50 greatest dunks of all time on YouTube. 
which is, you know, like a 15-minute long thing. I'm like, oh, that one was a cool one. I remember that one. Oh, that one. And I'm like, oh, it's 11 o'clock, you know. But there's other times where God captivates me with a chapter or a verse or there's a need in my heart. And I just sit up and I think and I'm like, I let it soak in. And it's always done me good. And it helps me memorize. helps me remember. Um, okay. Look in 1 Timothy. Go back to 1 Timothy 4 again. First Timothy 4, verse 13, he talked about reading. Verse 15, look what he says. First Timothy 4, 15. Meditate on these things. Give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. I told you last week that I, I tried my best to memorize 1st, 2nd Timothy and Titus, and I want to kind of refresh that in my life because it was their pastoral epistles and I want to be the best I can as a pastor. But Paul, if I was Timothy, I would be hearing this from Paul saying, meditate on this, give thyself wholly to it, that thy prophet... In other words, Paul saying to Timothy, Timothy, you get, get your mind wrapped around and soaked in, marinated in what I'm saying right here. Give yourself wholly to it that thy profiting may appear to all. You'll profit the most if you really let this soak in your mind. Think about it like food. I, I'm, not, I'm no dietitian or expert or anything, but, you know, it's not healthy to just wolf down food, you know. And I got that bad habit. I'm like, when I get in my house, my kids are calling me, and I'm like, all right, and I just want to shove the food down my, so I can take care of them, and I have to, like, I have to take my time, and no, leave me alone. I'm trying to eat. No, no, you know. I, I have to discipline myself to eat slower. Um, it's unhealthy. Your body gets more out of something when you chew it up, you break it apart more, and the juices and all that, and helps you digest, and you just get more benefit from your food when you eat it a little slower, you chew it up properly, you get the most out of it. But if you just, I mean, like, have you ever seen a dog? Man, I feel, I'm like, sometimes I've had, we've had dogs growing up. Sometimes, oh man, he's getting some leftovers. And I'd try to scrape it off the plate. And he'd, he'd wolf it down before he hits the ground. I'm thinking, dude, that was good stuff. You should just take your time with it, man. You know, and he just, no, he's a dog. He just wolfs it down. But anyways, <laughs> we can't be like that on the Bible. Like, okay, yeah, I read through that. I read through that. Check that off. Reading through my Bible this year. I mean, let it soak in. You'll get the most out of it, and it's more likely that it'll stick, and you'll memorize it. That's what I'm saying. So reading it, hearing it read, meditating, uh, and I'll just briefly say this one. I did briefly say it at the end of last week's message, and we'll stop, is number four, choose verses that you need now, that you now need. Um, Quickly, let's look at this one, and I'll make this the last reference here. Psalm 119.50. If you're going to memorize verses, read it, hear it read, meditate on it, and then pick out verses that you're particularly going to work on that you want, that you need, that are helpful to you, that are interest to you. Psalm 119, verse 50. This is an example. 
This is my comfort and my affliction. Ice cream. Ah, oh, that does help, doesn't it? Doesn't it? That, that kind of helps. Well, eh, this is my comfort and my affliction. Thy word hath quickened. There's something he found in the word that helped him right now. That's what quickened him. That's what made him alive. Yeah, I know ice cream helps. It makes you alive for a little bit, and then, then you have to check the scale. But um, this is my comfort and my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. So as we're thinking, you're like, Pastor Henry, talking about memorizing verses. What do I do? You know, well, what? Look up a subject. Is there a subject that you're, that's pertinent to your life? Like maybe something you want, maybe some verses on prayer, some verses on strength, some verses on um, uh, trust, some verses on your maybe marriage or husband-wife relationship, something like that. Or maybe there's a chapter It's like, oh, I love that chapter. Well, memorize the chapter. Try to maybe copy or handwrite it out and work on it. And uh, you're more likely to memorize stuff that's really just seized upon you spiritually. Um, so anyways, I've done that with my, I'm working on some right now. I actually was able to laminate it. I have a few verses on charity in, in addition to chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians. And then some on strength that I'm working on. And so I want to encourage you to do the same thing. It'll be, it'll be worth it.